The number one thing I loved about working as a temp hygienist was being able to create my own schedule. So having a reliable place to find temporary work is so important when you want to be a temp hygienist. This episode is brought to you by Temp Me. If you're a hygienist that's looking to create your own schedule and make great money, Temp Me is perfect for you. You can download the app for free in your app store. Temp Me makes it so easy to pick shifts that work for you, and the best part is there's no cost to having an account. Make sure to download the app today and start working on a schedule that you love. I've left all the details for you in the description of this episode, and you can also find Temp Me on Instagram. Check it out today. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Brush with Brit. I am already on my second episode for this month, so I'm super excited. I feel like I'm staying on top of things and I am getting in a groove just because I am done with school with my bachelor's degree. I am finished. Of course, I'm still waiting for it to come in the mail. Um, I literally have to wait like three months, so it doesn't even feel official, but whatever. I know I am a bachelor now. (laughs) I know I completed all the classes, um, but I always feel like it feels like that. You get done with all these classes that you've worked so hard for, and then you have to wait like months for your degree to be like approved and mailed to you. And then you just like randomly get this like letter in the mail or your diploma in the mail. And you're like, okay, cool. (laughs) Waited that long for this, but whatever. Um, so I got back from my trip from Italy, which I told you guys about, and I Okay, so like I was on the trip and I thought about posting about it here and there, you know, while I was there, but then I, I don't know, I just was going to, but then I just didn't. And then I didn't want to, I don't know why it's so weird. I just was like, so in the moment and just really soaking everything in and having the freaking time of my life like let me tell you if you ever get the chance to go to Italy like Rome for me was so dreamy it was so romantic I can't wait to go back one day um it was seriously just the greatest so um yeah so I am keeping that special to you guys to hear about because you guys are my podcast listeners so um I appreciate you guys so much always supporting me always writing me and telling me that these podcasts are helpful so you know what you guys get some juicy extra little insight to things and how my life is and I feel like I'm just gonna keep it that way because on my podcast I feel like I can just talk about more things and really open up um whereas like sometimes Instagram doesn't really feel that way it just feels like I don't know mostly you're just posting about dental stuff and um not really everyday life type of thing or like talking deeper about certain issues and stuff because you can't really I mean most things are just like a picture and a caption or a reel or TikTok and a caption um it's not like a lengthy conversation like what I have with you guys um so anyways enough about me rambling I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Italy because it was just so great Um, so the traveling was definitely, it was way smoother than I thought. It was completely fine. I'd never been on a plane ride for that long and, um, it really wasn't bad at all. I just watched a couple movies. I watched Hocus Pocus. Um, I watched this show on HBO called We're Here, which that was really fun to watch. And then, um, what else did I watch? Um, oh, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like one of my favorite movies. So I watched that too. That was really funny. But 
while we were in Rome, of course, we saw the Colosseum, the Forum, um, Palatine Hill. I'm probably going to butcher some of the words, so just bear with me. Um, and then also we saw a bunch of museums, the Vatican, all of that fun stuff. Um, and we had to, of course, have proof of our vaccines um, and have been tested negative in order to go. Um, so everybody was still like wearing masks there. And if we wanted to eat inside a restaurant, we had to show them like proof of everything. Um, so I feel like there was definitely less people there than obviously prior to COVID. Um, but we didn't have to wait for much of anything which was really nice and it was super hot there but we knew that going into it so we were really prepared and we didn't rent a car we actually rode electric line bikes everywhere um, which was super fun because we were able to just see everything and I felt super lucky because like I've said in my previous podcasts um, my boyfriend is a professional BMX rider and he has traveled the entire world like he has been okay maybe not the entire world but a lot of places so he's well traveled and I never really got to go to any of those places I've only been mostly in the states uh, and he rides bikes professionally so I felt completely safe I feel like if he wasn't there with me I wouldn't be as confident riding around on those electric bikes with the amount of cars that they have there and uh, cobblestone <laughs> have you guys heard of the cobblestone there I don't know the cobblestone there is crazy. I don't, there are some girls that are wearing heels in Rome and I give it like shout out to those girls. I have no idea how they're wearing heels on cobblestone, but they like do it so gracefully and I can barely wear heels on regular sidewalks. So yeah, the, the cobblestone there was definitely pretty, pretty trippy and the food, oof, the food, so dreamy. I will be thinking about the food for the rest of my life. It was the best. Um, one thing though that I did want to do while I was there was like check out their oral healthcare sections. And in Rome, I really could not find like a store similar to like Vons or I don't know, Stater Brothers, Ralph's, um, Target, Walmart. Like I could not find any type of store like that at all. The only stores I saw were like tiny little grocery stores with very like not a lot of things um and their oral healthcare sections were so small compared to what we have like we have aisle like a whole aisle dedicated to oral health and there it was like one little section um of just like random random off-brand stuff um there was like a couple sensodyne things and like a crest no not not even crest maybe it was like a oral b i took a photo of it a couple different ones i took pictures of but it was just very minimal so i um started doing like my research on dental hygiene and like dentistry in italy and um i definitely have some more work to do so i won't talk about that too much because i still need to read up more on it but um it seems like dental hygiene ha- wasn't recognized as a profession since I think it said since 1993 which isn't very long ago um so I don't know I need to read more on it I want to see what dentistry is like over there in Italy and um kind of where they're at because it definitely seemed like maybe they have less of 
I don't know, less of what we have there. But anyways, um, so that was pretty amazing. And we went to Florence, which was beautiful as well. Uh, and I did pretty well with like the, the time difference and everything. We were able to like take naps and it was just the time of my life. And I can't wait to go on vacation again. That's one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about because this was the first actual vacation I had, like I can remember taking my entire life. I mean, I'm, I took little vacations with my family, um, when we were, when I was younger, but I never ever took any type of vacation, um, since I started working. I never took a week off. I never called off of work, not one time. Um, so taking this vacation was, definitely eye-opening to me and I just wanted to tell you guys like if there is any assistants out there any hygienists out there who like feel bad or don't want to take a vacation because you don't know how the office is gonna like handle it or how they're gonna change the schedule around I mean just my advice to you is don't worry about that part take your vacation take the time off that you need for yourself because it is so worth it and you need it like you're the of course your job is important but you also need to enjoy life and I just say that because I regret not taking vacation or not taking time off when I was a dental assistant and when I should have taken it off like my family so a little just a little bit about my family um my parents are actually divorced and they um, divorced while I was in hygiene school. So um, before hygiene school, I was an assistant and my family took a vacation and I didn't go because I was a dental assistant. I worked in a tiny office and I was just like, no, I can't go. Like if I, if I take a vacation, like they're not going to have an assistant. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't, I feel bad, you know, and I didn't take that vacation with them. Um, so now looking back, you know, it's, it's really sad that I didn't go on that vacation when my family was together, you know, and, um, I'm never going to get to have those memories that my siblings have. So, um, if you are a hygienist or dental assistant thinking about taking a vacation or having a special event, like with your family, freaking go and stop worrying about the logistics of everything because life is so much more than work and your office will figure it out. Um, so take your vacations, go have fun with your family. Those are the things that matter and you need. So yes, <laughs> I have also been having quite a few questions about my bachelor's degree. So I wanted to go over that with you guys too. If anybody is interested, I know that I talked about, um, I talked about it in my last episode, but a couple of people were asking for like a timeline of how I went from my associates to my bachelor's degree and then also why I got a bachelor's degree. Um, so first, I'm just going to go through the timeline. If you guys want to hear this part, you know, keep listening. If not, you could just fast forward. Um, so I started my prereqs in the uh, fall of 2016 uh, through a community college and I did all of my prereqs in about a year and a half. So 
I was done with my prereqs by the end of 2017. So maybe it was like even a year, a year. Yeah, it was super, super fast. And then I applied to the dental hygiene program in January of 2018. And then I had to wait months and months to find out if I was accepted. So I finally found out that I was accepted in April of 2018. Um, And then once I found out I was accepted, then you have to wait for the program to start, which didn't start until the fall of 2018. Um, So that's when I started the dental hygiene program for my associate's degree. And, uh, you know, we were going through the program. Everything was smooth and dandy. We were like two and a half or three months away from graduating and COVID hit. So COVID hit and our program got shut down. I believe it was sometime in March of 2020. So all of our classes got moved to online Zoom meetings, which was absolutely terrible. Some of like some of the days that we had were so long on those Zooms, Zoom meetings. I don't know how we got through it. Um, I really appreciate in-person classes after going through all of this. Um, so originally we were supposed to graduate May of 2020. Um, COVID hit about March 2020 and we weren't able to finish our clinic portion because we couldn't see patients. So we ended up, instead of graduating in May of 2020, we ended up graduating in August of 2020. Um, And then all of our exams got canceled too, like our board's exams, um, state exams, the written, the practical, everything got postponed or canceled. And uh, I didn't end up getting my license until October 2020. So then um, I graduated from the dental hygiene program with my associate's degree at the beginning of August 2020. And then a couple weeks later, two or three weeks later, I started a bachelor degree completion program through West LA Community College, um, August of 2020. So the same exact month I graduated with my associate's degree and I started the the bachelor degree completion program the same month. Um, and I did that because I had kind of already had like a gap because of COVID. Um, our classes, we were done with all of our didactic classes and then we just had to finish our clinical. So that's kind of all I was doing. So I felt like I had a good enough break to keep going. So I just hopped right into it. So I started the bachelor degree completion program at the end of August, and I didn't start working until October. So I had August and September um, and like half of October where I wasn't working as a a hygienist yet because I was waiting for my license. So I was just taking my classes um, for the bachelor degree completion program. And then once I started working, I continued to take the classes. I was uh, full-time and I was still able to juggle everything. So the the program for the bachelor degree completion program is so doable um, compared to the associate's degree program. They are just two completely different things. And uh, I know that I do get some questions about 
like getting your bachelor's your bachelor's degree um so i just want to make it super clear that the bachelor degree that i got is through a program that you have to already have your associate's degree in dental hygiene first so you can't just go and get your bachelor's degree in dental hygiene in one year like that's just not how it works so this program is for someone who already has their associate's degree and then they're getting their bachelor's degree um and then so i started that program october 2020 no, sorry, August 2020, and then now, a year later, August 2021, sorry, I can't say it, August 2021, I have graduated and will be getting my degree in a couple months uh, for my bachelor's degree, so I did that in exactly one year, which is pretty flippin' awesome, if you ask me, while I was working, so now it just feels like such a relief. Um, I've barely had one day where I worked and then I got off and I didn't have school. So I am just looking forward to the rest of this week, like getting off of work and not having school is going to be the best feeling ever. And I don't know how long it's going to be like this. Uh, I really do love having time off, but I, am always thinking of what I can do next. I want to do the next thing and I already contemplated about signing up for um, Spanish classes this month, Um, but my boyfriend is telling me to hold off on that and to wait one, one semester before I start but we'll see. I might do it anyways because I really, really, really want to learn Spanish. Um, so that's on my checklist. And it's only one class. So I'm like, oh, one class, not that bad. It's not going to be condensed like my, cl- my stats class was. Um, but I should probably take some time off. And I really want to focus on Brush with Brit and just uh, creating content for you guys and Um, doing new projects and things like that. So after I'm done recording this podcast, I'm actually doing another episode with Jasmine, aka Just Floss It on Instagram. So I'll be hopping on another call and my throat is already dry. So I already need to drink some water before I hop on a call with her. Um, Just a couple more things before I end this episode. I do want to give some advice for new students who are starting a dental hygiene program. There are so many students that reach out to me and they're like, oh, I want to get ahead and I want to know like tips for what I can do before I enter the program. And honestly, I just always say, take your time and soak in every moment that you have right now with no school. (laughs) because you are going to be knee deep in dental hygiene and you're not going to be able to think about anything else. You're going to eat, breathe, everything dental hygiene once you get into the program. So don't even consume your thoughts with dental hygiene yet. Like consume yourself with like fun and food and whatever else makes you happy. (laughs) And, um, I did have somebody write me asking about the new test entry um, that they're having. And Marie, the French hygienist, she also spoke about this. And I haven't read too much on it. Um, But I will hopefully get some more information to help you guys out with that. I have no idea like what they could even be testing the students on. Um, 
I'm super lucky I didn't have to take an entry test like that, but I do feel like it could be a good thing um, to do for some programs because like for instance, my program had 36 students and we graduated with 26. So 10 students dropped, which I, that's a lot. And um, I don't know if, if having an entry test would have helped with with a higher retention rate. Um, I don't know, I'm really interested to see what is on what is on this test exactly. So we'll see, I gotta read more up on that um, and see if I like the idea of it or if I think it's good, I have no idea. But I'm, like I said, I'm so glad I didn't have to take one because I already had to take all those classes. You know, you take all of those classes beforehand and then now they have like a new test. Like I could see how frustrating that would be. I feel like everything is constantly changing. And even for like the state boards exams, um, I know that some people got to take the practical part on like a mannequin, which in my opinion, I, I think because I sat in on a couple of those um, board meetings where they were discussing like what they should do for the practical exam for the REB exam or the credit CRDTS. I think it's called credits exam. Um, and in my opinion, I feel like it should be consistent for every student. And if a man, if it means taking an exam on a mannequin um, with calculus that is put on there and you just, and you clean it off like that, um, I feel like that's a lot more fair than doing it on a live patient. And I really especially think that now after being in clinical hygiene and seeing the differences between patients, I feel like having to take a practical exam on a live patient is going to be different for every single student and that is not fair. Like some patients have calculus that is so tenacious and is so hard to get off and you might have a patient that is super easy to work with while another student has a patient that is super difficult, hard to get numb, gag reflex, tongue in the way, like all kinds of different factors that could make this test not fair across the board. And I feel like taking the test on a mannequin where calculus is placed in the same spots for every student is so much more um fair across the board and if that's the way that the test is going to be then so be it i also do think about the other side of it which is if we've gone through this much schooling and we've been checked for this amount of time by our professors um shouldn't that prove our proficiency and I think about that too. You know, you go through all of these checks, every single check when you're in clinic and feeling for calculus and removing it and removing it for, you know, all those hours that you're in clinic, like shouldn't that mean that you're a competent hygienist? And I totally get that because when we were about to take our clinical board exam um, and they had these board meetings, I mean, if you sat in on these meetings and you heard some of the things that were said about hygienists graduating and um, the possibility of them not taking 
the rib exam on a live patient i mean it was it was pretty pretty tense and um a stressful like conversation because there were some hygienists who were on this board meeting that were saying um they had to take their exam on a live patient so it should stay that way because of like patient safety and it if a I remember too, this is another thing, when I was in clinic and we were discussing this with one of the professors, uh, I asked her, I said, do you think that the practical exam should be given on a mannequin? And she said, no. And I said, why? And she said, well, because I think every clinician should be able to show their skills and what they can do during the test and I said you know this is a professor that had checked my calculus throughout my schooling and checked my work and all that stuff and I said well don't you think that over these past two years of being checked in clinic and showing my skills that I have proved my um, proficiency as a hygienist and I said so if I don't take this test on a live patient, do you think that does not make me a competent hygienist? I straight up said that because I would this I mean this was a very stressful time for us when um this was like we may not get our license for a very long time if we're not able to take our practical exam and she straight up said I think every hygienist should go through the live patient exam. So basically telling me, yes, I, if you don't take this test on a live patient, then I think you're not a competent hygienist. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, how is that possible that, you know, you've been teaching me, I've been learning from you for the past two years. And yet if I don't take this exam on a live patient, like you, you may think less of me, basically, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. And so I think moving forward for future hygienists, um, for students that are in school, you know, I personally feel like I have a different viewpoint on the practical exam because of what I went through and what my class went through with COVID and um, the possibility of not getting our license and the also just being questioned about our competency and what we're capable of um, just because of an exam that we may not be able to take because of COVID. So I just, I hope that that gets changed in the future um, because it's also not fair. It's not a fair exam when different patients have different tenacious, like tenacious calculus, different levels of difficulty, um, different amounts of calculus, you know, it's just, it's not a fair exam. And it's also unethical because we are seeing these patients for one quadrant to clean their one quadrant. And then we leave them, we graduate, we leave, we get our, we get our licenses and we never clean the rest of their mouth. I mean, they might be lucky enough to, get another quadrant cleaned or go back to the school to get the rest of their mouth clean but chances are they're not doing that and it's unethical it's unethical for us to find a patient that qualifies for an exam and tell them to wait for us to do the exam uh, the exam on them 
months or weeks or whatever it is later. Like if we know they need treatment, we should not be telling them, okay, you qualify for my exam. So now let me have you wait until I'm ready to take my exam for me to clean your teeth. Like that's not ethical. And then we leave them with one quadrant of their mouth clean. I don't know. It just does not make any sense to me. And um, I really hope that something changes in the future where maybe you, you can have a, profo- a portfolio, profo- whatever it's called, of, um, of everything that you've done throughout your clinical experience, throughout your hygiene experience and learning process and, and have that be proof that you are knowledgeable, that you have the skills to be a registered dental hygienist, that you know what you're doing. Like Your schooling should prove that. And having to take an exam on one quadrant, on one quadrant, that does not prove your proficiency as a hygienist. I mean, you may just be having a bad day. And that's the truth. Sometimes you just have bad days or harder days than others. And maybe you don't do so well as you did the day before or the day after. And I I just think it needs to change and hopefully it stays that I know that um my little got to take her exam on uh, a mannequin and I love that I love that for her I'm not I'm not upset that I had to take mine on a live patient like I don't get that way of thinking I'm not gonna sit here and be like I had to go through COVID and I had to take my exam on a live patient so you should have to too No, I'm not going to think that way. I want hygiene and dentistry to evolve and to change. Like, change can be good. And so, um, yeah, hopefully in the future, you know, mannequins or mannequins can be made to where, I mean, it seems like that's the way it's going anyways, where um, you're able to take the exam on a mannequin and that is sufficient. And I, I hope it either... Um, stays that way or it goes to the portfolio um, thing as well like I feel like those are great great options and um, I love to see change and improvements in dental hygiene I feel like it's the way that dentistry needs to go and um, yeah so (laughs) I totally went off on more of a rant than I thought I was going to about that and um, I will be keeping you guys updated more often. I have way more free time now. I um, am working four days a week, but no school, like I said, and I have plans to do a live this month with um, Emma Talks Teeth, who is a, um, oh my gosh, I don't want to butcher this, but I think she's, I think it's called a oral, either a oral health oral health specialist or oral hygiene specialist, something like that. And she works in Australia. So we're going to find out a lot more about that in the live that I do with her in a couple weeks. Tonight, I'm doing another episode uh, with just Flossett, Jasmine. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. I already did one episode with her. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen. Um, And then I will also be doing a live I think it's going to be a live and a podcast with my little, which I'm super excited about. I've been wanting to interview her so bad just to 
um, hear more about like her journey and how things have been for her since she just graduated and started working. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple collaborations with a couple different brands and companies. So that's super exciting too. And, you know, still playing with the idea of starting a YouTube channel, um, but not 100% sure on that yet. So we'll see. Well, it's been so good to talk to you guys and be able to catch up. I hope you have an amazing week this week. It is Leo season, so have fun. Get out there. Do things for summertime before fall hits and, you know, we're all getting pumpkin everything. (laughs) So I hope you guys have a good night tonight um, and I hope you also enjoyed this podcast. If you ever have any questions or anything you would like me to discuss on here or maybe you just want to talk to me privately, that's cool too. You can send me a DM on Instagram. It's at brushwithbrit. My TikTok is also brushwithbrit. And then if you um, even wanted to give me a uh, email, my email address is brushwithbrit at gmail.com. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Love you. Bye.